and we've had faith complete, we have everything that we need for the Christian life. Peter said that to you has been granted uh, everything pertaining to life and godliness. He said you've been made complete. Some folks think that there's something in addition to Christ and the Holy Spirit that we need to live the Christian life. Now, this doesn't mean that we won't develop. It's I use the analogy of a of a sapling tree. That sapling tree, that's that's a tree. It has all the characteristics and all the traits and all the nature of a tree. Now, will that tree grow? Yes. But is it a tree? Yes. And in Christ, we've been made complete. And there are six statements I want to share with you regarding our completeness in Christ. Number one, we have a new relationship. We have a new relationship. You're in Colossians. Go back to Ephesians. Go back to Philippians. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. And look at verse 12. Ephesians 2.12. We have a new relationship. You know, the Bible says that at one time we were far off, away from Christ. Now we've been brought near. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.12, Remember, you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope, Without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far off have been brought near. Another verse you can jot down there is Romans 5, 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God for our Lord Jesus Christ. We're not far off anymore. We've been brought near. We're not enemies anymore. We've been made friends. We're not estranged anymore. There's now union. Once we were a child of the devil, now we're a child of God. Once the Bible called us sinners, now the Bible calls us saints. We have a new relationship. And in that relationship, Brother John shared with me, this has been a couple of years ago now, a brochure, uh, a track, little track that he wrote that uh, has five tremendous statements in it that I want to use with Brother John's permission. I didn't get permission beforehand, but I'm getting it now. He's... Give me the thumbs up. <laughs> this new relationship. A, in Christ, I am spiritually one with Him. One with Him. In Christ, I'm spiritually one with Him. Listen to what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians six seventeen. 1 Corinthians six seventeen. It says, the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. The Bible says in Romans 6, 6, that we know that our old man was crucified with him. And Ephesians 2 says, not only were we crucified with him, the Bible also says that we were buried with him. We were raised with him to walk in newness of life. And the Bible also says that we've been seated with him in heavenly places. Now, isn't that amazing? Uh, we're seated with Christ already in heavenly places as if we had been there for 10,000 years. We're spiritually one with Him. This new relationship that we have being in Christ. B, in Christ I'm free from the authority of sin. I'm free from the authority of sin. The Bible says in uh, Romans chapter 6, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away, that we should no longer be slaves 
to sin. We'll have to be slaves to sin. You know, Jesus said in John 8, 32, uh, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We don't have to be slaves to sin. Sin doesn't have to have mastery over us. In Christ, we're free from the authority of sin. See, in Christ, I am a partaker of His resurrection life. In Christ, I am a partaker of His resurrection life. If we have died with Christ, the Bible says in Romans 6, then we also believe that we live with Him. He says in Romans chapter 6 again, You consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ. We're partakers of His resurrection life. D. In Christ, I have a new identity. And we're going to talk about that some more here in just a few minutes. But I have a new identity. I've been spiritually reborn. The Bible says that we're now His workmanship. You're in Ephesians 2. Look at Ephesians 2.10. We're His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, uh, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We're His workmanship. We're His creative activity. We we um, uh, have been uh, uh, blessed to have a new identity in Christ. No longer to be called sinners, but to be called saints. E, in Christ, I have a new nature. A new nature. We talked about this on Sunday evening. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1, 4, that uh, we become partakers of the divine nature. So, we have a new relationship. We, we're one with Him. We're partakers of His resurrection life. We have a new nature. We have a new identity. We're, we're one with Him. Have a new relationship. But now number two. We have a new citizenship. A new citizenship. Now you're in Ephesians. Turn one book over and go to Philippians. Ephesians, Philippians. And look at chapter 3 and verse 20. We have a new citizenship. You know, the people of Philippi were blessed to, uh, or privileged that is, to be citizens of Rome. Uh, Philip, uh, the conqueror, had established the province uh, or the, the city of Philippi. He founded the city of Philippi and he granted to all of its citizens Roman citizenship. Normally that was something that had to be purchased or you're born into, but all the people of Philippi were citizens of Rome. And that was a tremendous uh, privilege in that day and time. You know, Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God. He, he said, we're not citizens of this kingdom. We're citizens of the kingdom of God. The Bible says in Philippians 3, uh, verse 20, For our citizenship is in heaven. He said, now it's one thing for you to be citizens of Rome, but he said, let me tell you a greater citizenship that you have. It is to be citizens of heaven, from which we eagerly await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of His glory by the exertion of the power He has to subject all things to Himself. We have a new citizenship. We're uh, children of the King. We have a new relationship and a new citizenship. But we also, number three, have a new family. We have a new family. Ephesians, back in Ephesians chapter 2. Turn back there for a second. And verse uh, 19, 
Ephesians 2.19. So so then, you're no longer strangers and aliens, but you're fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. We have a new family. We call one another brother and sister around here. The Lord Jesus is our elder brother. The Father is our Father. Jesus taught us to pray our Father who is in heaven because we're part of a new family. Everywhere that Casas and I have been, as we've been privileged to live in a number of states, we have friends who are are like family in all those places. They're brothers and sisters in Christ, and and, uh, we're we're, uh, privileged to be a part of the family. Look what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1. Over in 1 John chapter 1, he said, um, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, what we've, uh, what was from the beginning, what we've seen, what we beheld in our hands handled concerning the word of life, the life was manifest and we have seen and bear witness. And notice he says in verse 3, what we've seen and heard we proclaim to you that we may have fellowship with us, that you may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. He said this fellowship that we enjoy here on earth is a heavenly fellowship, but it's also a human fellowship. It's a heavenly fellowship in that God is our Father. He said it's a human fellowship in that we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. And um, so we... we, uh, we're complete in Christ. We have a new relationship, a new citizenship, a new family. Look, number four, we have a new purpose. A new purpose. I read this verse for you just a moment ago in Ephesians 2.10. The Bible says, We're His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works to those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. We're His workmanship. Uh, you remember in Philippians 1, Paul talked about... Uh, he said, now, I don't know, you know how this imprisonment is going to turn out. He said, I, I, in a lot of ways, I pray that it turns out for my deliverance so I can continue to stay on and remain with you and minister to you. But he said, either way, he said, I, it, it could be that I'll never be released from this prison. It could be that I die here. And he said, I'm torn between the two. He said, I, I can't decide which one I'd rather do. Go home and be with the Lord, or remain and stay with you. And he said in verse 21, Because to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Boy, what a purpose in life. To live, that's more opportunities for Christ. To die, that's gain. I get to go to heaven. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, He said the love of Christ compels us. The love of Christ constrains us. It sends us out on mission, knowing this, that we'll all stand before the the judgment seat of God. He said the love of God just compels us. There's a new purpose in life. The Bible calls us in 2 Corinthians 5.20, ambassadors for Christ. We're ambassadors for the high King of heaven. And so we have a new purpose in life, to bring glory to Him, to be His ambassadors. Number five, we have a new power. A new power. Now, you're in the neighborhood of Ephesians. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 and look at verses 13 and verse 19. Ephesians 1, 13 and 19. 
In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. What is this power that God has given to us? The Holy Spirit of God dwells in us. Look at verse 19. And to know what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. Jesus told those folks in the book of Acts, chapter 1, He said, now you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You should be my witnesses both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the utmost parts of the earth. He said, you're going to receive power. Power from whom? From the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who lives in us, not just with us, but lives in us. Now what is that purpose of that power? The purpose of that power is to be witnesses for Christ and to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose for that power is not for us necessarily to go out and perform uh, uh, great feats of magic. The purpose for that power is that we may be witnesses for Christ and bring glory to Christ. The Holy Spirit of God will always point people toward Jesus. And so we have a new power. And then, in number six, we have a new destiny. We have a new destiny. You know... The Bible says in Romans 6.23, The wage of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Over in the book of 1 Peter, Peter talked about it in the uh, first, uh, first letter of Peter. We talked about the second one a moment ago. In the first letter of Peter, verse 1, he says, Blessed, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 3, 1 Peter 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead to obtain, to obtain an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Notice he says our, our, our new destiny. He said it's an inheritance. That God has in His saints in eternity. It's a place in heaven. A place, a dwelling place, a body uh, that He says is uh, imperishable. It will not perish. It is undefiled. It cannot be defiled. It will not fade away. And it is reserved in heaven for you. We have a new destiny. We have a new relationship. We have a new citizenship. We have a new family. We have a new purpose. We have a new power because we have been made complete in Him. All right, let's pray together and then we'll sing again. Father, we just come to you and thank you, Lord, for the new relationship and the new power, the new identity, the fact that, Lord, we're one with you. The Lord, we're crucified with you, buried with you, raised to walk in newness of life with you, seated with you in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Help us to live and bask in the glow of that reality, Lord. Thank you for our completeness, our adequacy in you. Thank you that in Christ we've received everything we need for life and godliness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.